Well, there was not miscommunication about the SMS itself. Uh, we stand by the message uh, with the SMS. The miscommunication came in terms of ensuring that all our party structures were aware that, in fact, that this SMS was ours. But, I mean, our position is quite clear on, on land reform, that we stand for land reform as a matter of, of addressing uh, the injustices of the past and ensuring that we can build an economy that's inclusive for all South Africans, especially those who who were dispossessed and then disempowered by the 1913 land act. Hmm. I ask this question pointedly because, um, and I'll raise the issues that uh, the complaint that was sent to us actually does raise, is that uh, this is one of those people who received those SMSs who A, felt it was unsolicited, but also felt that it was alarmist, saying that ANC and EFF working together to take all private homes and land, um, saying that, is that not alarmist? Is not is that not the kind of thing that you would attack opposition parties, uh, uh, meaning including the EFF or the governing party for? It's not alarmist. I mean, the ANC and EFF have, have banded together uh, to push forward this expropriation without compensation. And it's not an expropriation without compensation to now uh, uh, take land that uh, was under the Land Act and now transfer to, to to those who should be beneficiaries of the land. They want to, in fact, take the land and give ownership to the state and not give ownership of land uh, to the people of South Africa. So it is it is correct to say, uh, as we said in the SMS, that the ANC and EFF are wanting to take on uh, people's land and property, and the, the Constitution is quite clear in terms of what land and property is. So is it correct to say that the ANC and EFF are working together to take all homes and land? Absolutely. Your, your home uh, resides on a piece of land, and uh, therefore the ANC and the EFF in their, in their proposition to the Constitution Amendment Committee is to take that piece of land and, and have, give it ownership to the state, not the people of South Africa, as we have done in the Western Cape. It's no mistake that uh, we've uh, been able to expropriate land successfully, and, and successfully so with 60%, 62% of all projects succeeding, whereas where the ANC uh, uh, expropriates land and used to beneficiaries, there's only a 10% uh, uh, success rate in those projects, showing that where the DA governs and that the position that the DA has taken is the most progressive uh, position that will, in fact, empower South Africans. And we're not just talking about ag- agricultural land uh, to, to empower people, we're also talking about urban land. We're rolling out the title deeds faster than anyone has ever done before. In the last uh, uh, year and a half, we've, we've handed out more title deeds than the ANC ever did in the last 20 years that they've governed uh, in the metro that we now govern as the Democratic Alliance, which shows that we are committed to land reform, but we're not committed to a land reform that, in fact, will disempower black people even more. Mm. Uh, so, uh, from reading the uh, proposal by the ANC and the resolution post its elective Congress, it, it was more nuanced than saying taking all private land um, and homes. So thus I'm asking for the qualification of, or the generalization that is that correct and is it intended? Because I, as a South African, listening to that or reading that means that my home will be taken indiscriminately and any land I might own. You must not go to the ANC letter of Congress. You must go to the sitting of Parliament where this matter was decided on, where the ANC uh, effectively allowed the EFF to draw up its own policy and they agreed to this. And we've, we've, we're vehemently opposed to this. We have four uh, uh, land reform that empowers uh, the destitute and the poor, but we're not for the kind of uh, land reform that now takes private uh, uh, land ownership or land 
put in power that disenfranchise and now puts it in the ownership of the state, which is what the ANC and EFF want to do. Okay, so let's go to the issue of the SMSs and the voice messages uh, to uh, various recipients. So you have said that um, some of these messages are taken from databases, uh, including when people have registered to vote. Is it with their permission? We get our our data from uh, legitimate uh, sources and databases. Uh, which, in fact, the people of South Africa um, allow the information to be given to third parties. We have not engaged in any legal matter when, in, when we do this. And uh, we've, we've, we, we are, our conscience is quite clear. And South Africans who do not want to receive this information anymore are able to reply, stop to those SMSs equally. They're able to go to the DA's website and unsubscribe from any communication from the party. So I'd like to read an SMS from somebody who um, has tried to do exactly what you're saying, that if you go to the link, what it actually does is that it asks you for your personal information, including uh, your ID, and that you're not able to unsubscribe. And uh, basically, they ask him, where did you get my details? I've asked, and they won't tell me. Legally, too, I can't opt out, even when I say I don't want to receive those messages. How do you respond to that? We mustn't conflate two issues. The SMS that came out, of course, it led uh, to a site that uh, wanted to ID them because that was a registration process. We have a platform where South Africans are able to check whether they're able, whether they're registered to vote. That was what's happening this weekend. Now, South Africans would like to unsubscribe from those messages, uh, which are legitimate campaign tools. They just need to reply stop to the SMS. And if they'd like to go to the website, there's a, there's a function where they can scroll down to the bottom and it will allow them to unsubscribe from, from DA messages. That's uh, Mabine Seabe. Thank you very much, DA's National Director of Communications. Uh, let's speak now to consumer journalist uh, Wendy Nola uh, about these automated uh, SMSs. Uh, as you know, that uh, many South Africans have been recipients of such automated voice messages, uh, some taking to Twitter to express their frustration with the DA's land takeover SMS as well. And uh, to find out about spam SMSs and what your rights are, consumer journalist Wendy Nola is on the line with us. Uh, a, a very good afternoon to you, Wendy, and thank you so much for speaking to us. So, first of all, so Mr. Seab is saying that uh, South Africans who object to this are conflating issues because um, uh, the SMS that they sent is legitimate because uh, it comes from information provided by the IEC, which allows political parties to do so, but that all you have to do is, um, you know, simply reply, stop. Um, That doesn't necessarily apply to some of the automated messages. And as I say, he knows that I know, many South Africans know it, that there's been many complaints about the fact that no matter what they do, they can't seem to stop it. So what are people's rights in this uh, area here? Okay. First of all, I wish I'd had personal experience of that so that I could um, give you some um, informed uh, comment on hmm. how that process works with regard to the DA messaging, but I haven't had one of those. Um, but certainly, they aren't. it's not illegal for them to send you the first message, but the moment that you indicate you don't want it via a stop mechanism or going onto the website or whatever else, um, it then becomes an offence in terms of the Consumer Protection Act if they don't heed that request. 
Um, and I get this complaint about many companies' marketing messages from you know, home security companies you know, across the board. And people find it quite invasive, and that's the reason why the CPA came up with, with that regulation. Um, the other thing you can proactively do is go onto the Direct Marketing Association um, website. They run an opt-out list um, to which many, many South Africans have subscribed. So what happens is if a company, and the kicker is, though, it has to be a member of the DMA, Direct Marketing Association, if um, one of their members is going to run a, a, a mail shot campaign, what we call spam, they need to run their list past that do not contact opt-out list and remove anybody, any of those people's names. It is fairly effective, but the problem is that it doesn't apply to, to non-DMA and, members. And that's so, the thing, isn't it, yeah. Wendy? Because, I mean, I know I've received countless of emails where it you know, directs you to a link where you can opt out and then they ask you why you want to stop receiving no, their material. Not, you don't have to tell them. You don't have to give them a reason. No, you no, but I, no even, even though I do, I say I did not subscribe for this. Mm, uh, mm. But I can tell you that I will still continue receiving that communication, let alone the number of SMSs that you get daily, calls from people who are even forceful in their approach about wanting to uh, introduce you to some sort of marketing tool or product. I think companies underestimate how irritating the overwhelming majority of South Africans and anywhere in the world um, find that. The unfortunate thing, Tapiso, is that um, the the Act, which has been around for nearly seven years now, it does allow for the creation of a national uh, database, opt-out database, into which all of us could, those of us who don't want to receive any form of, of unsolicited marketing, we could put our names and ID numbers and whatever, and then it would apply to every company sending out marketing messages, not just DMA members. But for various reasons, that has never happened. So we, don't, we are left without that protection, which was, you know, it's it's in the act. It's supposed to protect us from just the sort of scenario that you're talking about here. So we're left with a situation where some, if a company is not a member of the DMA, they just they get to send that first one, and then if you complain, they're supposed to stop. But as you say, that many of them carry on. So I, my advice to people is, if it's phone phone calls, I would say invest in a in a in a whistle, and you tell you give them a warning. Next, if you phone me again, I've told you you're now breaking the law. I've told you I don't want you to phone me. They persist. So next time that happens, I'm going to blow a whistle hard down the phone. It's not going to be pleasant. And then also, you know, we do have the power of social media and, and traditional media, as you and I are now, you know, engaged in. So, so start naming and shaming these companies. I mean, it's, there's, no, there's no repercussion for them. So they just carry on in the hope that, you know, mm. somehow it's going to lead to sales. And, and it's really an unfortunate situation because we live, many of us, very pressurized life. And it's just one annoyance that we, we have the right to be protected from.